So what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Talk to Foe Show. Got some special guests coming on tonight, but before I start, uh, I just want everybody to send prayers to the family and friends and coworkers of a, a good friend I lost this week. Unexpected. It hurt. So continue to rest in heaven, crater, and watch over all of us. You're going to be missed. But I got some special guests from Music City Misfits out of Nashville, Tennessee. Coming on tonight, they're going to tell us about their program, uh, about their championship they won in 2016, when they started, uh, their tryouts, and what all they got going on for next season. So I'm going to bring them on in just a second. Jinju, what it do? I be forgetting how to add folks sometimes, y'all. Yeah, my bad. There we go. Times as I didn't did these lives, I forget which button to to push for people to join. But shout out to everybody who's been following. <laughs> it's facing the wrong. Oh no! <laughs> yes, like I said, Walmart. <laughs> hey, what's up? What's going on, you guys? How you doing? Real good. What about you? Doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. All right. So go ahead and introduce yourselves. Uh, my name's Don Ragsdale. I'm the former head coach and current director of operations for the Music City Misfits. Um, Janika Watts. Uh, everything on the team. Now, <laughs> uh, YBT, we're running back on the team and playing with the team about this will be my eighth season coming up. Eighth season? Okay. So... Tell us, guys, when did this organization start? And give us a little background information about it. All right. So the team started in 2016. Uh, it was kind of an offshoot of a couple of other teams that have been in Nashville before. The uh, Nashville Smashers and the Southern Valkyrie. Um, the uh, Valkyrie kind of disbanded midseason uh, in 2015. A lot of the players that were on the team still wanted to play football, it convinced my wife, Donita, to uh, start her own team. And the Music uh, City Misfits started in 2016. I got to mess with you right quick, because people say we, we sound country from Mississippi. <laughs> Is that Jay? Hi, here. Well, we've been down to Mississippi before. We Y'all do sound country down there. You know there. what I'm saying? <laughs> we do up here, too. Yep, I ain't gonna lie, I'm country. So let's go back to 2016 because your first season, you guys won the uh, Ladies American Football uh, League Championship, right? That's right. Can you tell us a little more about that? And um, how did that first season go? Yeah, so um, it was, you know, obviously our first season. We did have some veteran teams, as I mentioned, from a couple previous teams, but um, it was an eight man league or an eight woman league, I should say. Uh, I don't know if you've ever experienced eight-man football, but it is so fun. We used to put like 70 points <laughs> every game, every game. Um, we had, a, you know, a pretty good season. We did play, uh, I think it was two 11-man games that year to just kind of test and see where we were as far as all that stuff was concerned. Um, after we had won the championship, we pretty much decided to make the jump to the WFA. Gotcha. And then I looked, your first season in the WFA, which was 2017, you guys went five and three. That's right. Yeah, just barely missed the playoffs. You guys are in that Southwest division, right? That Southeast. Southeast. Yeah, this is probably the toughest division in the WFA, I would say. 
because I was looking at some of the teams, especially with the Orlando and Arky over there. So let's talk. Let's go to this season. This season was a pretty down year for you guys. So what did you yeah. learn from this season about your team? Well, uh, I don't have quitters. I know that uh, they fought every single game. Uh, we were in all, every game but one, I would say, up to halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had a pretty young team, uh, 30 players, but only six of them had ever played football before. So when you got uh, 24 brand-new people, you're bound to have some troubles. Uh, I think we were the most penalized team in the league last season. I did see y'all were number one in Philly. <laughs> <laughs> we made some number one. There you, know you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I would say that's pretty much just a testament to our youth, you know. Uh, I was going to say, with it being the, the, all the seasons I've played, I've played with some down seasons and some up seasons, and this was our worst season that I've been a part of the organization. But it, I, especially like the last game, even though, again, in it to close, you know, and it didn't feel bad. It felt like the brink of the next, you know, like we're moving on to the next step. Like it's something we had to go through. So that's kind of how I look at it as, you know, a building point, you know. I saw y'all pretty much had a winning season, every season and stuff. And you was three and four in 2018, four and right. 2019, 2020. Yeah, uh, we still made the playoffs, even though we were three or four. And we played a team called the Mississippi Royalty. And uh, we yeah. <laughs> we went into that game with a game plan, and everything that we had seen on film was stop number seven, Regina Jackson. And I think we did a pretty good job of doing that in that game. As a matter of fact, at one point she uh, had been uh, taken out. You yeah. Know? Uh, I think we were the only team that held her under 100 yards that year. But there was a player on the field that night for the Mississippi Royalty that really hurt us, and she wore number one. <laughs> And she made a couple of big catches in that game that, that really hurt us. <laughs> and, you know, I was going back because my old coach from the Royals, he sent me pictures. Okay. And it was actually okay. from that game. I'm sitting there like, I think this was the Misfits. <laughs> but I wasn't for sure until you guys, because I went back, I'm looking, trying, I'm like, let me go find some old pictures with him. I'm like, man, I think this film. But I don't know. But now that you guys have mentioned it, I thought that, that was you guys. It was a fun game. Yeah. We need to find that. That's probably the most humid environment I have ever been in my life. <laughs> Hattiesburg, Mississippi oh in June gosh. is something else. <laughs> Mississippi heat is something else. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to take them getting used to it, I would, mm-hmm. I would say. Yeah. Exactly. I'm happy to get back home. <laughs> So, wait, so it's not hot in Tennessee? In Nashville? It's the different type of hot. This is normal. This is, you could breathe in this. I've never not been able to breathe in a game or like anything like that until I went down there. We went to halftime and everybody was just like, I, I guess it was just a shock, you know, it was just a surprise, you know. That's, I feel when we go to Texas. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, this, this not the heat we got back at home. Yeah, I swear. <laughs> right, yep. So I got a question for you both. How is it to have multiple teams in, in Nashville? Does that hurt recruiting or? The elephant in the room. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. Uh, since the Trojans hit the scene this past season, it has really forced us to reevaluate what we do and how we do things. And, 
made us step our game up. Um, I feel like it's the same thing off of the field as it is on the field. Competition's only going to make you better. Um, and hopefully, you know, we push them too and, and have them, you know, doing great things as well. So just kind of feeding off of, of, of what they're doing and building off of what we've been doing over the years. Um, for me, so like, I'm going to be totally honest. I'm a very loyal person, very dedicated, very about what I'm a part of. So when it first came up, it was kind of difficult to get used to not playing with, you know, people that you played with before, um, watching them do other things, watching them promote. But to see the growth that everybody's had has been fun, you know, and it, it if anything else, you know, it just proves that Tennessee is going to become a contender in this and having women be athletes, that we have enough to start building other teams. And, you know, hopefully as we, ought, you know, as we continue to thrive, you know, we can figure it out, figure out what we can do together, what we need to do separate, you know, and everybody can grow. But th I guess that's the, like the positive side of it is we have enough people that are interested in the sport, excited to be a part of it, wanted to build something to, you know, help all women at the end of the day so that's kind of how i'm trying to look at it now yes that's a positive and great outlook don't it congratulations <laughs> we got a question for you uh from terry my question is how do you guys pick which league to be a part of and what is the biggest factors for the misfits um for us uh really it, you know come down to uh, fa uh factors like travel um, you know, how, how much are you going to have to travel during the regular season? Um, you know, honestly, I, I think both leagues do some good things. And then both leagues also do some things that you could do better. Uh, to me, the ironic thing is the things that the WNFC does well uh, and the things that the WFA does well, if they kind of put those two things together, you would probably have a really good product. Uh, now, I you know, just an outsider, uh, I, I don't know why that's not a thing or why nobody has considered it. Um, well, but, I'm not going to answer it. When we get off of here, yeah, you can I just clear me in. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, honestly, you know, money is a big part of it. Uh, you know, our budget, uh, probably you know, one long road trip during the regular season is max. And then after that, you know, you probably, you want to have closer games. Um, you want to be able to kind of get back after a game, you know, at a decent time. Um, you know, it, it, it really is it's nothing other than what's beneficial for your team and what you're trying to do. You know, each of them, like I said, has their own pros and cons. And it's, it's really just, what is it that you're trying to do for us? You know, the money became a situation. We don't want to sit here and charge our players $1,500 to play football uh, just so we can go, you know, a 12-hour road trip every three weeks. Uh, $1,500. I've heard some things. I've heard some things. Uh, some people. Some yeah. people. <laughs> so for us, you know, we try to keep the cost low uh, in order for people to be able to uh, play. Uh, so we only charge $300 for rookies, and then after you've played a season, you don't you don't have to pay a player fee. Which I love. <laughs> yeah, that's the biggest thing. I think the biggest problem in women's football is you have the, the team fees, which some teams doesn't charge anything. Yeah. yeah. Some teams fundraise for the fees, and then, like, I have heard of teams who have very expensive fees, but they take care of the travel part. 
So I can't right. be mad at that, especially if you're gonna take care of my hotel and how I'm gonna get there. But I'm yeah. right. trying to pay that much money. Well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I like traveling on the airplane. So if I can't get on the plane, right. you might yeah. get me there. So to each is his own, but that's what that's my purpose. Absolutely. <laughs> Cause you get me in a car van for too long, my, my legs gonna stop working on. Me. <laughs> well, you know, for me, I'd, I'd like to have be as close to the ground as possible. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you don't like fly, in other words. I, you, like you know, it's it, it. I'll do it if I have to. It's not something I'm looking to do, you know, often. The uh, WFA Championship weekend, we went to Ohio, and that was the first time I flew on a plane, and I had to document every piece of it because I was a nervous wreck, and that kept me distracted <laughs> from being nervous, but, like, it was fun. It was great. I, I completely agree. I was like, I could travel like this a lot, but I also like the ground, so. <laughs> yeah, my first flight, I was terrified. I ain't going to tell y'all about it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't know it was a restroom in the back of the plane. And I'm like, oh, I'm like, I can do something to the plane. <laughs> I hear that. <laughs> he was like, chill. So, I, uh, what was you guys' longest road trip this season? Uh, we had to go to Bishopville, South Carolina, uh, probably about an hour and a half outside of Columbia. Uh, what about nine hours? I think. Yeah, about yeah, a nine yeah. hour trip. So, that was an overnighter. Depressing. <laughs> Yeah. I've never heard of it, so the city sounds depressing. There's nothing in Bishopville, South Carolina. It's it's pretty small. There's a football field, and that's about it. And it sucks because you go, you get out there, and you're like, okay, after the game, we're gonna go do nothing because there ain't nothing to do within a 45 minutes of here. I can't go to Walmart, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been miserable. I would like wait time out. Yeah. <laughs> great, great. So yes, I my father's trip this past season was Denver. So Denver, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. yeah. So how big is you guys' roster size? So like I said, we had uh, thirty last season. Um, uh, looks like we're going to be returning seventeen, I believe, and we've already picked up about a dozen. So we're we're right back where pretty much we were last season. Uh, and then as far as recruiting and stuff, we had a list of about 40 names. So it looks like we're going to have a pretty good-sized roster this year. And since we're talking about that, go ahead and tell us about tryouts. Oh, tryouts. October 14th. Uh, well, you know, the national tryout day for both leagues is very important. Um, I like the fact that the WFA has tried to kind of uh, get everybody on the same page with this stuff as far as, like, uh, promotional material. Um you know, it should be an exciting day. Basically, we're going to be looking for, you know, athletes. Um, we need to see how fast you are, what, what kind of agility that you have, strength. Can you throw a ball? Can you catch a ball? You know, uh, all, all the basic stuff. Uh, so we're real excited about uh, about October 14th coming up. And where is trials going to be held at? If we're, you guys have the information already. Okay, yeah, we're at Hill Park, uh, 1450 14th Avenue South in Nashville. It's right across from Belmont University. And what time? Uh, 3 p.m. Oh, good. It may be a little cool. Who knows? Ladies, what has been. I think that's going to work out in our favor, to be honest with you. So, yeah, like I said, I've been to Nashville once. No, oh. yeah, once. And that was to see one of my good friends graduate from Trooper School, but. I was in and out, so, oh, <laughs> and then it was during the the winter, so I definitely was 
ready to go. It's a beautiful city. You should come up here and spend the weekend. Mm-hmm. And when I come, I'm make sure I link up with y'all. I'm like, hey, you know, I actually have a friend that uh, I don't know which team she's going to try for in uh, Nashville, but I uh, sent her information on both teams. So hopefully, you know, you might say she got she may be in both tryouts, but she was okay. uh, played with the Royalty when I was there. Damn good player, lineman. Okay. So I'm ready to see you back on the field. So hopefully. I know both teams need linemen. Everybody needs linemen. <laughs> <laughs> so common thank you. So uh, I was looking at the stats from this past season. So I saw, did you all have one or two quarterbacks before I make my next statement? So the offense that we run is, <laughs> I would say it's kind of positionless. We, we play kind of a positionless uh, type of offense we have for the past three years. Uh, you know, we, we try to have a couple of people out on the field at any given point in time that can throw the ball. Um, that doesn't necessarily mean that you don't have one primary quarterback over the other, but just in a way to get, kind of throw the defense off. It, it, it's worked for us. For the past three years, we've set records on offense. So. That's all Lachey. I'm not going to say the last name. Is it Shoot? Shut Shoot? Yeah. Oh, so I would have been right. <laughs> yeah, you are, You're done. <laughs> Because I saw, you know, I was looking at the stats, the league leaders in the league, and I saw stats at quarterback, and I then I paid attention to – she led you guys with uh, 401 yards rushing and three touchdowns. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, can you uh, but the, so, you know, she uh, decided to part the team this season, which is, you know, fine by us. Uh, okay. So we'll be looking – yeah, we'll be looking to replace her with a young lady named Natalie. Uh she came on last season, and, you know, again, it was her first year, but by the end of the year, I think she really grasped what we were trying to do, and uh, she's got, like, tremendous athletic ability. She, she's going to be something special. Natalie, is this someone with the name? I got a teammate by the name of Natalie. This will be her third year next season, and she's a hell of a player, so mm-hmm. I'm sure you guys want to develop her, and y'all going to have something special over there. Nashville. Can't wait to. I'll be checking it out. Cause I try to keep up. I have. I try to follow up all players, but it's it's kind of hard at times trying to keep up with everybody. But yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I would say that it, it. I love to see what the athletes of, of women's football are doing, but I would love for y'all to put a lot more stuff out there so that we can see the stuff too. <laughs> you know, I, I try to promote stuff on my page, but. And that's why with my page, I don't just come on here and let's say I talk about WMC and bring all WMC players. I want everybody to see players yeah. at WMC. USFL was a little hard for me because thankfully after I, I did mention it, they didn't have a website. Now they have a website. So it was a little hard to follow because I don't have somewhere where, where I can go see the entire schedule for the league. I, I don't think it's the USWFL anymore. Um, I think they've changed their name. See, that's that. <laughs> I think we got like eight now, seven or eight, mm-hmm. seven, eight or nine. It's somewhere in that area. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just saw somebody lost in a championship, and that's saying, you know, they coming up with a league. So I just. Yeah. Wow. Funny how that happened. In my opinion, that stunts the growth of women's football when we have all these other leagues, especially the ones that is made because they're mad. It's something they didn't like. 
And yeah, so that's another story. We ain't gonna talk about that. Well, no, I, I agree with you. You know, the things done out of spite tend to get divided and things done out of love t tend to get multiplied. And, you know, I, I guess everybody feels like they can do it better. Um, you know, I, I don't know that they can, but, you know, that's a good thing about like the WFA being there that they've been around for a while. So it's, it's solid footing feel comfortable there. You know, we don't feel like it's going to fold or somebody's going to, you know, throw a fit and, and we're not going to play football for the WFA next year. It's, it's pretty solid. I would also say, you know, confusion wise, you know, when I joined again, you know, several years ago, there was the WFA. That's what I knew about there. I know there were other things, but that was the big thing. And now players will come in, you know, we have people that are like, well, what's this? And, and oh, I saw this. And mm -hmm. is that who we are? And I'm like, no, don't worry about none of that. <laughs> Just like it's, and, it, and it does. It dilutes everything at, at to a point. So, yeah, like, you know, what you were saying earlier, I would love to see everybody kind of figure it out, you know, make it, you know, make the business idea and, you know, the growth of, of it more important than our egos, more important than, you know, trying to be the number one. Yeah. Oh, my word. <laughs> but, uh, Egos. It's a buzzword right now, ego. <laughs> yeah. so, um, do you guys, I, I know you guys have always been in D3, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you guys have any plans to ever move up to D3? Uh, I think after this season, it's, it's time. Um, you know, we were really planning on doing it after this past season, but things, you know, worked out the way that they did, so... Um, I feel like with the core that we have going into this, this the 2024 year, uh, and then after that, yeah, we'll, we'll be ready for D2 for sure. Gotcha. And then I have a question for you guys. Uh, you have D1, D2, D3, uh, and then you have developmental. Do you feel developmental should be in D3? Or, or do you feel, how do you feel about all the different divisions? <clears throat> I understand the concept, um, and trust me, you know, giving people a chance is great, but, um, like, for instance, the South Carolina team, you know, they they really didn't have their stuff together this past season, and this, uh, from what I understand, this was their second season in developmental, um, and it wasn't even really the stuff just on the field, it was, you know, other things off of the field, too, that you could tell were problems. I, I, like I said, I understand we want to give people a chance, but I also think, you know, like you're talking about diluting the product, it, it, it doesn't make everything, you know, look better uh, as far as stuff is concerned. So I don't know what you do about those situations, you know. Um, do you leave somebody out in the cold? Or, you you know, want to give everybody an opportunity, but you got to be realistic, too. Yeah. I think sometimes with, with leagues, the the standard aspect kind of shies away at times because you, like you said you want to give everybody a chance but are they making your product better and how are they making your product look so we're trying to push this thing into a, a different level and it's really hard to do uh whenever everybody's not on the same page like that right like i want to see women's football players get paid one day i'm sure i'll be retired but I want to be able to say I played a part in that. Hopefully yeah. it happens sooner rather yeah. than later. But Yeah. So yeah, I mean I actually, you know, we kind of feel like we're we're pushing that part of the thing along uh with our NIL program. Uh kind of like the college kids do. They get 
matched up with brands and they get paid for, you know, putting out tweets or Instagrams or whatever. And uh, so we, we were the first team to bring that into women's football. Oh, yeah. Okay. So is, is it with the one NIL or is it was it another NIL deal? All right. So we actually started with our own in-house NIL program uh, where I would basically uh, get the athlete's interest. You know, what do you like? What brands do you like? You know, and then try to batch them up with a with a brand that was suitable for them as far as that stuff is concerned. Because, you know, if if you believe in something or if you really like something, you're going to be a good salesperson for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of how we started. Uh, actually, the, the whole thing I planned out, and this is one of the very few things in my life that I had a plan for, that everything went better than planned. <laughs> um, kind of had to show that we could, you know, get the brands, work with them, put good looking content out there for them. Uh, the next step of the plan for me was, well, I need to find agents for these people. And it didn't take too long till we hooked up with Front End Sports uh, after we had started putting out these uh, branding posts. Um, they were looking for underrepresented groups. And I don't know any group that's more underrepresented than women's football. Um, so it was kind of like a, a match made in heaven. Um, they've been able to help us with our branding and promoting, um, getting uh, athletes big money deals, um, you know, working with them for player cards or fan jerseys. And, you know, there's going to be comic books. Um, you know, the one Neil is coming out. Uh, it's going to be like a subscription-based service for these athletes where they can make even more money uh, just putting their, their own content out. So uh, women's football is changing in that regard, and it's changing in a good way. So you, you, you must have do it all. You make you the man with the plan. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah, that's why I had to be the former head coach because that it was driving me crazy, man. I, yeah, I got I had to let something go. Because it seems like you're doing a lot behind the scenes for for the team and for women's football in general. You're making a lot happen. Trying to, man. I'm trying. <laughs> so I, I, the all around player over there. Tell us uh, who's the leader of the team. Uh, we typically have a couple of different people that I feel like people look to. Um, I would say, you know, uh, our quarterback's always going to be somebody that people look to. So we had that. Um, your center is always somebody that we look to. But unfortunately, those are some of the people that have chosen to move on now. So this particular, this last season, we fortunately, uh, we had those two as captains, but we also had some rookies come in as captains. So that's kind of helped segue into this season where they've got, you know, a couple of us vets that have been here longer than them that we are still supporting them, but then they still, you know, now they feel more empowered. Now they've got that year under their belt. They're kind of stepping up and taking charge and making things happen. Um, We've got some rookies that have never, you know, been a captain or or, or ever, you know, tried to be a captain who are now stepping up, making community service projects happen, like, without question, building our bonding up, you know, these, like, and that's why I say, you know, last year, I felt like while it was a down season, it seemed to have been a stepping stone for so much, you know, um, I, I ain't gonna do it. But you know, I was saying, you know, somebody back here in the, you, with the name Janika may be trying to, I'm stepping my game up and I'm trying to make sure that <laughs> I'm trying to, but I am, I'm trying to motivate from the more serious side of things. You know, when you were talking about tryouts uh, earlier, 
you know, we want everybody to get the opportunity and the chance, but I'm also kind of trying to keep the focus, trying to keep it serious, trying to, from the very beginning of, of you just stepping on the field, knowing that uh, what our goal is, what we're going to push towards, how we're going to do it, and what we can do to help you, you know. Um, so just trying to overall do that. Um, we've got Gwen. She's been on the team a long time. I'm seeing her step up a whole lot, uh, Gwen Hardison. Um all our vets are stepping up. Everybody's kind of like building on Natalie even as, you know, I'm boosting her head behind the scenes like, hey, friend, you know, you're going to be the you're going to be the one that we, we're looking to. And she's she knows. So I expect a lot of people to lead actually this year. I expect everybody that's been a part of the team already to step up and lead a little bit. You know, sounds kind of like a leader right here. huh? Yeah, I was about to say that. So uh, she didn't say to everybody but herself, really, you know. So. <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, so are you more of a vocal leader or are you more of a show? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. What am I? I'm, I'm very vocal. I'll say that regardless. <laughs> um, I, I do try to lead by example if I can, but I mean, I respect my limitations, but I know what needs to be done a lot. I feel like I've been around a long time. I've been a part of a lot of different leaderships. Uh, and actually, this is the first sport that I played. I was a brand new, never played sports before person. So now that I've Tell gotten what used you to the, uh, Tell her what you did. it was the coolest thing ever. Tell I was a band trumpet player marching <laughs> out here. No, there's no shade in there. We got the band member. Oh, absolutely. And I try to like use things that I learned from that, you know, to help. You know, same thing with building the branding. We've kind of tried to build our our home game experience with having halftime mm -hmm. shows and having cheerleaders in the stands and and you know if i'm lucky enough to have a little pet band that would be the greatest you know just everything we could do to make the product something that people want and i can have fun doing it you know so i'm i'm it's been a lot of fun it's been a lot of fun i feel like i've i've learned a lot about myself as a person just from being a part of this i think you're the first person i ever talked to that didn't mention some type of sport that they played band. oh yeah so, so what football how did you um i so i met gwen in 2017 um 2016-2017 and she actually used to play um nashville heat yeah um years ago probably was 18 19 and so i was sad i never knew about it she stopped playing and then we kind of just happened to come across the facebook post one day about the misfits she said she was going to try out um and we jumped into it and i honestly came to tryouts like i'm fast and i'm an aggressive person so i should fit in so <laughs> and i went and i was fast but i was not as aggressive as i thought i was <laughs> i recognized my size once i actually got out there with some folks but i think i built that up too you know um and so it's just been non-stop i've i always liked sports watching it but never really got the opportunity to play so like now being able to do it it's just you know it's so much fun for me <laughs> interesting story that is a nice story <laughs> All stories, yeah. <laughs> so, who is the funniest person on you guys' team? Me. Well, I, I think you know me and you are, are pretty well up there, but uh, yeah. we uh, our our offensive coach is actually ah. a comedian. 
<laughs> so I would have to say he's probably the funniest person on the team. He is. He is pretty. I forgot. He's new to the he, team. He's a professional so like, comedian. He is so paid to, to be funny. Yeah, <laughs> I think we have to say that. Comedian kills. Yeah. <laughs> Who's the most serious? The meanest. Hmm. The meanest. The meanest or the most serious? Because those are two different no. things. Ah. Uh, I see. The main. The meanest is probably Gwen. Um. <laughs> but not serious you're right <laughs> the, the, the most serious um you know v's pretty she's she's pretty serious she, she gets out there she can, she, she can focused, get like yeah. intense like scary she's intense. scary at practice sometimes she kind of causes me concern but i support it though <laughs> like, <laughs> like wait, are you all right yeah like they'll be like i'm actually good at home like, <laughs> like <laughs> Oh, oh man! So, what's a typical off season like for you guys? Hmm. Uh, well, I'll I'll speak from the management side, and you can speak from the player side. Um, pretty much after the last game, you know, we we try to do uh, check ins, end of season check ins, um, kind of see where everybody's heads at. Um, then from there, you know, we've got to take a break. I've got to get away from this stuff. So uh, we would typically take uh, about a month and just do nothing women's football related. Um, you know, once you get into the regular season, everything pretty much revolves around the women's football, and there, there's not a lot of time for other things. If you have a bye week, you're probably resting or recovering mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of, you know, going hiking or, you know, the things that you like to do. So, um, yeah, that – the, the, about a month after the last game is probably, you know, the best time to kind of decompress, get away from things. Um, after that, you know, you kind of come back to stuff, take a look at, you know, like I said, the player evaluations, um, talk to the coaches, you know, see how they viewed things, go in, start looking at some film, uh, seeing exactly, you know, where your weaknesses and strengths were and, and what you need to do for the next season. So, yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd say the, the getting away from it is probably the most important because you got to recharge. You got you got to be able to go back the next season, you know, full blast. So from a management aspect, you know, up until you get into that recruiting season, it's you're just trying to get a little bit of your sanity back. Uh, what about from the player side? I was going to say, yeah, um, Everybody leave each other alone for a little bit. Uh, <laughs> you know, spend all these weeks with people. I, I ain't gonna lie to you. I went to the point I muted a uh, face uh, like women's football for like a little bit because there was just so much on social media. Between like you mentioned, all the different teams, like all of that information came out right at the end of the season. So that's all anybody was talking about. You could end up in this little echo chamber every other post. I just needed some time to, like, you know, think about other stuff. For me, uh, the season takes up so much time. I've been working a lot. Um, so what I notice a lot of people do, um, uh, uh, several of us are, like, in kind of, like, gig work as far as, like, I DJ weddings. One of us is a bartender for weddings, you know, stuff like that. So our work kind of picks up then and recovering. Um, I noticed a lot of our players this past, like, once, it, I, I'll say for me, I was kind of hurt a little bit, maybe the third game, but I wasn't going to the doctor and until the season was over, so I could go there. <laughs> don't want no bad news until you know you don't have to worry about it anymore. Um, and I'd say it's probably about 
three weeks a month before everybody starts kind of missing each other. Hey, what are you doing? We need to go do something. We need to, we do the banquet in the off season. You forgot to mention that. Uh, so at every season, maybe about three weeks after that last game, we'll do a team banquet and uh, everybody will get their awards. Everybody wins, you know, wins little prizes. Who was the MVPs of the year. Just recap the things. Again, that last, you know, end of the thing, but like he was kind of saying, it kind of comes back around pretty quick. And I know for me, I'm always thinking like, well, what can we do better? So for me, like I took a break from people, but I was still like, well, we need to do this camp and we need to do this. And then when we practice, we got to do this. And if I, if we got to do these off camps and I got to do this. And yeah. so you yeah. have to actually work at not doing this stuff. It's yeah. Crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like taking a break. Like, yeah, my, yeah. I like getting away from football because it takes so much of your time, especially being an older player and been doing it for some years now. I, I like to get away, recharge, because if I don't get away from it, mm -hmm. I will hate it. Just like my job. If I don't take yeah. that break when I need to take it, I will hate it. And I don't think some people mm -hmm. understand it at times. Like, I don't want to sit here and jump right back into football after the season. No, I need a break. Yeah, a lot of people have the, there's a, there's a lot of passion for women's football. I'll, I'll say that that's you know probably one of the biggest differences. You know, I've, I've done the semi pro thing before. Those guys, you know, it's it's they just show up. You know? mm -hmm. For the women, it's they don't want to get away. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, this segue is perfect. I was gonna say so. Can I talk about Danita? So I'm like around them a lot as they're and sometimes I can tell that he just. Me and Donita will be deep in the conversation about something about women's football, and Donald just be like, <laughs> and he looks like, please leave. I was like, bless his heart. He's, he's overwhelmed. He needs to get away from it from some time. And then normally by the time Donita's tired of talking about it, he's ready to talk about it. And I'm always down to talk about it. So, <laughs> you know. Force and choice, I think. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd get burnt out, though. Yeah, it happens, yeah. yeah. So what are you guys looking most forward to next season? Um, honestly, winning more games. You know, uh, last season, pride really got destroyed more than anything else. You know, one in five is not good. So the number one thing is winning more games. That, that That's what we're in this for. Obviously, we're trying to, you know, teach people a new sport and get them active and, you know, uh, help them with mental health and, and, you know, a little bit of money and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, we're in a, a results-oriented industry and, and the results are winning games. So that's that's what we're looking forward to the most. Would you say, did the morale go down or up? Or was it, since you guys was, are so young, is there always lessons, even in losses? So it's, sometimes you can take the good out of the bad. I feel like we were up at the beginning of the season. And then especially, you know, um, getting excited. We won our first game, right? But that was the developmental team. So, like, us that were up here, we, we were kind of like, ah, that should have been a win. But everybody else is like, oh, I'm riding high. So then as the season went, you go into that second game all high, and then reality hit. I think we went down in the middle of the season for various reasons. But I think we brought it back up at the end of it, we made changes that we needed to make, you know, had different mindsets, all kinds of stuff changed those last couple of games. And I think we brought it back up by the end of it. Mm -hmm. I'm excited to see you guys next season, especially uh, you're a young team. So a lot of teams 
fail to develop their young players and just be like, all right, just go out there and play. No, that's that's number one on our list is is developing people. That y'all did not join our team just to you know stand around out there or get put in the spot. You all joined our team so that you could start at this level right here and 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 go to this level right here. Development is our most important you know priority. Number one, definitely. Well, I got a question for both of y'all. You may listen to music. What's on the playlist before a game? <laughs> The Misfits anthem, <laughs> number one. Uh, <laughs> I made that. Um, no, nah, um, everybody likes dreams and nightmares. Uh, that's uh, there's certain songs that I didn't care for that much until I joined the team. There's a girl I used to play with us uh, named Cece, um, and dreams and nightmares was her song, and I like I associate that with her, and like every time I, but it you know it hypes me up. Um, you had some randoms. Uh, what was that song out of uh, the sailing song? It was it was somebody else's song. How far I'll go? That was somebody's pregame song, which I thought was strange. But uh, we kind of just keep it, keep it hip hop, good rock, uh, anything from the box. I, I think the box is popular. That's a good song. Whatever comes on. What song do we do, Travis? Or any any twerking song. <laughs> any of those good songs that make you wiggle. We like those. <laughs> we don't be twerking to it. I'm just saying that the, the concept. <laughs> I'm just saying what happens, coach. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I feel I'm not as popular with music. I was had the stuff you just said. I'm like, what is that? Oh, yeah. Come on, man. We made a Spotify playlist and we kind of tried to add to it as the season. That was the first time we did that last year. So we've got one on Spotify. It's the Music City Misfits uh, pregame playlist. Yeah. <laughs> see, my friend that stays there, she actually makes my playlist before games. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I'd be like, nah. you put me something together to listen to. So you got my playlist for the last couple of years. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Cause I can't do it. Google and say what's popular. I might need her information. Make me a playlist. There you go, right there. <laughs> playlist. I listen to it on my flights too. There so you I, go. So I make sure. I, so coach. Well, not you. Not the coach. Since you behind the scenes, yeah. player. <laughs> do you have a playlist? Do you listen to some stuff before the games? Uh no. Um, I generally try to sneak away. Uh, probably about 30 minutes before kickoff and do a little bit of uh, quiet reflection, meditation. Um, I find, that, you know, listening to music as a coach kind of hypes you up like a player does and you don't need to be like that. So <laughs> I try to do something to kind of quiet things down. He's hype enough without the music. Yeah, I don't need music. Hell, <laughs> so I, are you superstitious? <sighs> To a degree, doing you, you, I like. I gotta do this routine before a game. Yeah, to a degree. Uh, you know, like I said, doing the the, the meditating, the breath work, and stuff. I have to do that. Uh, I I like to be comfortable in pregame, so I, I generally will wear the same T-shirt and the same pair of shorts for every single game. I don't know why yeah, I do that. Um, so I was gonna say, <laughs> I wear the same like under stuff. I have. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess that's that would be a good superstition right there. Um, 
Yeah, that's but yeah, at like I got a what do you call it? Baklava? Yeah. I got one of those and like if I don't have it on, even if it's not pulled down, I just don't feel right type of thing. I gotta have that on, yeah. Yeah, I wish I I have some superstitions as well. What do you do? Uh, I gotta have my armband on for one. <laughs> Typically I wear my Kobe undershirt. Oh okay. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. Those are my two things I gotta have, and I gotta have my, my little thing for my hair, my Adidas cap on my head. There you go. Right, and that's not even a choice for me. I have to do something. <laughs> I don't have that sleeve. It's gonna be a bad Terrible. And then I gotta get a nap. If I don't get a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I could nap before a game. That's uh, that. I'm just too hyped. There's no way. I always get a little more nervous than I think I am. I'm always like, my friends just say, she's like, no, she's quiet before the game. I'm like, because I'm always a low-key little bit nervous. I got to think about going to the bathroom real quick. But I never have to go, but it crosses my, you know, like stuff like that. I'm like, I'm just too focused in into it to but naps just sound good. I might try that this season. Yeah, so when you're older, I you know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 7 p.m. game, I think I'd give me a little nap about two. <laughs> like, I'm going to go eat. Once I get through eat, I'm going to sleep until it's time to go to sleep. Not the <laughs> Waking up, running the warm ups. Like, oh no, I'm so sad. <laughs> That's good. Oh, like, I'm going to be grumpy. Like, when I get to the field, I'll be like, it'll be all in my face. Like, why are you bothering mm. me right now? Yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> so yeah, I got it's just it's for the old, you know. I'm a it's old. for them, not even you. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So again, so you guys, your head coach. This is going to be his first season. Next season. So uh, we don't have a head coach yet. Um, anybody, you know, when y'all go back, you watch and you want to apply. You in Nashville, go apply. <laughs> Uh, well, not the people in the chat right now, but, no. um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, uh, we've been talking to a couple of people, um, and I mean, honestly, uh, for me, I, you know, we need somebody who's going to be able to keep things together. You know, we've yeah. got a good offensive coach. Uh, we need to get a good defensive coach, get somebody for the special teams. Somebody's going to stay out of everybody's way, basically, and just kind of like uh, direct traffic. Uh, so that's that's kind of what we're looking for in a head coach this season. So you're not considering going back to the sidelines? It's just too much stuff, man. It's just too much stuff. I hate that. I He's going to be around. He's not going to be able to stay away. It's what I predict, but we'll see. I'll miss him if he's not on the sidelines. But I'll be nearby. We're going to hear you wherever you are. I'll, I'm going to look up and I'm going to see. I'm like, I thought he said. <laughs> see, and that's why I, I, I kind of don't want to be around for that, right? I don't want to, you know, have there any sort of discrepancy at all. So. Nobody's going to say anything. With the <laughs> 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 so, next season, we'll be looking forward to big things from you guys. And from talking to you, you already sound like you're going to have a nice turnout for trial. So I think it's pretty dope because I was even looking at the Atlanta Rage. Uh, they yeah. were a pretty small team last year. And to see the amount of people at their trials was amazing. And it's just yeah. progress, even with two teams in the same area. Mm 
I really like what the Rage has been doing since they, they've come on the scene. We went and scrimmaged them uh, before the regular season this past year. And, you know, the, the fantastic people, fantastic organization. Fantastic players. They was out there. <laughs> we did all right. But, yeah, I mean, yeah. it was. It, they deserve all, all of their, what they're getting, you know what I mean? So I'm proud of them, too. <laughs> some of them, we play flag in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. So I get to see some. I got to see some of them and talk to one of their players last weekend. While well, last Sunday, while we was there playing flag about their trial. So I can't wait to see their October the fourteenth trial because it can only grow from here. So, I know the the flag scene down there at Atlanta is is really big. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yeah. it is indeed. It's probably about sixteen. How many teams do we have? About 15 teams right now. 15. Really? So, and they're pretty much all of Atlanta teams except for us. Uh, we're based, we're playing with a team that's actually from Birmingham. But you have a lot of the players from Mississippi playing, and that's just trying to build chemistry and work on some stuff right. together. Right. So, this is our last weekend that we will be playing there. Last regular season week is next week, but of course, we have trials here. So, we couldn't play next weekend and then we have playoffs coming up on the 22nd but that flag scene is is fun yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. it's wild sometimes because there's so many competitive teams it's good competition out there so. right so, do you guys have flag so, teams there no we don't really have women's I'm, teams I'm out here and yeah they, they have the co-ed they do mm. co-ed flag here but they don't have just strictly women's teams and that's how it is in mississippi when i play original play here we only had maybe two or three teams and i call it the watered down flag now that i have gotten to go play because this will be my third regular season playing in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. and when i first went i was like wait y'all kick the ball wait i'm out kick off and punch what mm-hmm. like, you know. so huh. a lot to see and learn compared to what we had here oh that sounds like fun i mean i didn't even know they could do that in flag so that's that's pretty cool you even kicking field goals if you got to kick them Man. The only difference is when you're punting and you're kicking off, you cannot move until the ball is kicked. Okay. Yeah, that kind of makes sense. Okay. Yeah. So you talking about y'all play eight man at first season. I'm like, the only eight man I've ever played is flag. And it's contact. So I tell everybody it's more, to me, it's more physical than tackle football at times. That's what it's always looked like to me from the outside. I was like, <laughs> like less protection and more contact. That's Especially when you got them linemen coming down for you. I had to tell somebody last Sunday, listen, I'm making a business decision. I know you come to try to throw me out the way, but I'm going to move out the way. You got to go. <laughs> yes. so, think with that sometimes. <laughs> I'm making a business decision. I'm going to work tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I heard that. Flag growth. I like, to me, women's flag is growing in certain parts, but I hope it grows everywhere. But I think it kind of is getting in the way of tackle. It's okay. You know, the publicity. (laughs) Ah, yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I also think that so many people are against women playing regular football that, oh, well, we'll give them flags so it's easier to promote that. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I've noticed that the NFL has thrown their support behind the flag yeah. for everybody that's not a grown man. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, it just buys into the, the fear of it, football. But, I mean, I'm, I've never felt unsafe. You know, playing, and that's the only argument to me that you could make about flag over tackle or tackle over flag. You know, is it's the contact. So 
I forget. I almost forgot this. Let's talk about you guys working with the having the games at the Tennessee Titans Stadium because you got coming, game coming up in December. Yep. 17th. Okay. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. December 17th. So this is going to be our fourth season mm -hmm. doing this with the Titans. We uh, started doing it back in 2019. Um, able to that, that year we made it like a full. It was like a round. You know, there was like six teams there. Yeah. Um, had to cut the time down a little bit uh, since then. Uh, so we've only really had enough time to do the, uh, one, game. the one game. So. Uh, but either way, you know, the Titans have been incredible helping us, um, you know, have a place to put our athletic talents on display. They let us do their ticket fundraiser for their home games. So this is actually our number one fundraiser for the team. It's basically how we, we fund the team. Um, you know, it's 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 a great experience. I I can only imagine what it's like being on the it field. It is so much fun to see your face. You just watch a play. Like uh, the, the last one we were at, my little running back, she ran, runs in, runs the touchdown, and I see me in the back setting a block for her, and it's on the screen, and you hear them saying, Honey, you'd be like, oh, I'm a superstar. It's very, <laughs> it's very fun. Um, and then, I mean, you get to watch the game before the game. So you get to, to have that experience with your teammates. You know, I don't even, I can't even say for sure, you know, like all women's teams are all going to games together. So we're getting to go to this game together, sit with each other. You know, that's just another experience. Then we get to get in the locker rooms. I know the very first year uh, we were trying to sneak and see uh, Patrick Mahomes because it was the Chiefs and the Titans, and they were blocking us from seeing with trying to. So it's just, you know, it's just electrifying. And then you go on the field and you're a little nervous for a second, and they run that first play, and then it's just like being on the field. It's the, it's the exact same, you know. They got to be a pretty dope experience. Yeah. I'm, every year I look forward to it. I didn't get to do it one year. I was on the sideline. That was cool, too. But it was it's just nice to, yeah, and, to look around and you know seeing people support you. Now we ain't filled the whole stadium up yet, but we on the way. We we gonna keep all the family, <laughs> especially with. But to be able to say, hey, we get to go play. Oh yeah, everybody's always like, that's so cool. How do you get that? That's so awesome, bro. You know, loving it. So uh, any closing remarks? I've enjoyed you guys. On you're welcome to come on at any time. Thank you. It was fun. I mean, I we do a lot of media stuff, but most of the time we're sitting here kind of having to explain the concept of women's tackle football. So it's mm. nice to not have to do that and just talk football, man. I love it. Yeah. And I think this, this is, is go, ahead. go ahead. I'm sorry. No. First live, I, had, I hadn't cursed. So. <laughs> yeah. I think we all did pretty good. Good all job, right. everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was my... Uh, I think first interview that I remember doing like this ever. So this is I've you never done a live before. Mm -mm. Wow, not with, no, no. <laughs> I was like, we were like, what do I need to do? So I need. <laughs> so this has been fun for me. Um, I'm just looking. You said closing remarks. So I'm just looking forward to what our team's going to do what I'm going to do individually, what our team's going to do as a group, what the league's going to do, what all of the leagues are going to do. You know, there's nothing but opportunity. So I'm just looking forward to seeing how we're going to take advantage of it. You know, what new creative ways that we can, you know, blow up, you know, grow this thing. So that's what I'm looking forward to. That's what makes football fun for me. <laughs> Same. 
Mm-hmm. See, see, I almost curse though, y'all. I ain't gonna lie. I normally curse. I tell everybody that I am unfiltered. You played it off so well, nobody will ever know. <laughs> like I, I'm unf- I, I kind of speak. I'm the type I speak my mind. I say, yeah, comes to my mind. And if I disagree with something, the league, any league, even the league I'm playing, and if I disagree with something, I'm very vocal on here about this as well. If you're watching me, uh, I, 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 I can't be me if I can't speak my mind. So. I prefer direct people. I got to be honest with you. Too many people BS nowadays. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, uh, I'm the one you don't put on camera if you don't know. <laughs> if you don't, don't ask me if you don't want the truth. So. So for everybody that's most people go back and watch and and now I'm uh, I'm on YouTube I'm on YouTube uh, Spotify and Apple they'll pull this and go put it on there uh, so that's because I guess I was taking a break from this before I got hit up about hey we want to want you to join our podcast and we want to be able to show your stuff on YouTube and this and that so I was like well I guess I can't take a break for the all season so. Why not pick it back up? Because one of my teammates was just messing with me last week. She was like, you don't ever have nobody from the Pacific. I'm like, see, I don't know people from out there. It's coming next month. I was like, no, I, 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 I. And most teams I reach out to sometimes in both leagues, it, it's, it's frustrating at times because they'd be like, well, you have to ask our owner. Can, can you speak with them? I'm like, wait, this is too much. But, like uh, me personally as a player, I think you should let your players be able to go out and speak and talk. But let me tell you about the level of the same thing in Ohio. We, you got to go through some clearance to get to some people. I'm finding out, and I didn't think it, but I mean, and it's cool. But like, yeah, it kind of doesn't make it difficult. It makes it a little scary to approach sometimes. But uh, yeah, I guess it makes it harder to market too. Yeah, if that's the situation, you know. Um, you should be able to talk freely about what your opinions are on things. And it, honestly, I can see why some teams wouldn't want some people doing that because, you know, loose lips sink ships or whatever. But, uh, you know, this 2023 going into 2024, it, what have you not heard anybody yeah. say nowadays? You know what I'm saying? So, I ran into that roadblock a couple of times, which is frustrating because it's just like, I'm just, I opened this platform so. Not only players, but fans. Everybody can get to know the players. Right. Unfiltered. You know, get to know you being you, not seeing you on the field. Right. So, guess everybody don't think the same. That's the thing I think that we have, you know, to be able to spotlight uh, our people in a way that, you know, humanizes them and makes that connection with the viewers. So, I, I, I see a lot of the women's teams and athletes getting a lot better at doing that. Yeah. Gonna keep working. I'm gonna keep working on. We're gonna keep working. We're gonna. I love what you're doing. It's great. Yeah, this is cool. Thank you. Like I said, you guys are welcome on here anytime. Thank you so much. I already follow y'all, and I try to keep up. You guys are one of the teams I try to follow and see who's doing what. So I can't wait to see what you guys are gonna do next season. I know you're gonna kill it this off season as well as trials. And like I'll be looking forward to talking to y'all soon. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Y'all have a good one. Two, 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 two. Okay. <clears throat>